praise the Lord. What a beautiful day that we are having in the presence of the Lord. We are excited um, just to be coming to you live and have an opportunity just to minister the Word of God with you this beautiful day. Uh, so the journey, uh, Esther series continues. It has been quite an amazing journey and I'm sure that it has been a blessing to you and your family. Uh, and today we are continuing with chapter 3 after a two months break, I'm sure. Um, so Esther chapter number 3, that's where we are today. Esther chapter number 3, verse 1 and verse number 2. And the lesson that we get there, we're going to be talking about promotion. Promotion, promotion. Esther chapter number 3, verse 1 and verse, and verse 2. Praise God, praise God, praise God. I hope you are making your way there to Esther chapter number 3. Right, this is what the Bible says uh, on verse 1. After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the son of Hemadata, the Agigite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him. And all the king's servants who were within the king's gate bowed and paid homage to Haman. For so the king had commanded concerning him, but Mordecai would not bow down or pay homage. Alright, so this is, this is where we are. I, I think we're going to just deal with one lesson there. And in the coming week we're going to be looking at the same verses again. And we'll be looking at the second part where the Bible says uh, Mordecai did not bow down. But for today, we're going to be looking at the promotion of this guy by the name Haman. Uh, to promote is to elevate, it is to advance, uh, it is to get a person uh, to the next level. Um, other version says is to encourage. That's what it means to promote. So the Bible says here, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman. Haman was one of the princes of the king. Uh, and it came a time, for whatever reason, we're going to look at the different uh, things that we may find in this. For whatever reason, you know, the king decided to promote this man by the name Haman and set him above all the princes of the land. In the previous chapters, chapter number one and chapter number two, we saw the different types of uh, princes that the king had. Some of them were men of wisdom, the ones who advised him uh, to you know, get rid of Vashti and also to get a maiden, uh, Esther. So you, you, you find he had quite a lot of wise men that were there in his kingdom. But out of those wise men that he had in the kingdom, the Bible says, and the king decided to promote Haman. We don't really hear about him in the previous chapters. We just hear him on this, uh, on this very chapter. So a few things that I want us to note, I think four important points that we want to get number one promotion is not always from god promotion is not always from god there are times when men promote uh, and god is not in it and god is not involved so men can decide to advance another man men can decide to uplift the other men can decide uh, to raise you and get you to the next level uh, as we are going to see because we want to try and see whether this promotion uh, by the king of Haman. Where is it coming from? Is it God-inspired promotion? 
or it's just promotion uh, by a man who has decided just to promote another man. So it's not all the time when God promotes. Sometimes men promote. Sometimes we promote. Um, that's the first thing, okay? Listen to Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13 to 14. The Bible says, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation. So this is, this is Lucifer who is speaking and he's saying, I will do this, I will do this, I will do this. So we can see from here that the source of this promotion that he wanted to give uh, was not God. It was not God. And point number two, one can self-promote. You can actually promote yourself. You can advance yourself. You can uh, get yourself up there. You can self-promote. So it's not everybody who is on the top who has been put there by God. Okay? I know a lot of us, when we are praying, sometimes we go before God and we are complaining, we are murmuring and say, why did you promote that one? The first question is, who told you it is God who promoted? Because, yes, God can promote. As the Bible says, promotion does not come from the north, from the east, from the west, but promotion comes from the Lord. But it's not all the time that promotion comes from the Lord. There are times when a person self-promotes. You know, he promotes himself. And he can do this through so many different uh, uh, means. Men can be very cunning sometimes and they can devise plans that can get them you know, to the next level of their lives. Just like you see on Isaiah chapter number 14 there, you know, it is Lucifer who is saying, I will ascend, I will, it is him, I will, it is coming from himself. He is self-promoting, which means self-promoting or self-promotion is very, very closely linked to the spirit of pride. Right? Closely linked to the spirit of pride and it is the one thing that brought the devil down. is because he was not content, uh, Lucifer down, he was not content with where God had set him. He wanted something more. And in order to get this something more, he decided to self-promote. Alright? So, you can deceive your way up the ladder. Okay? Uh, you can deceive yourself up the ladder, you know, you can deceive your way up the ladder. Um, and I've seen this so many times where people can use deception in order for them to self-promote. Sometimes people can go and crush others in order for them to go on top. So they will go and speak bad about the other people. That is called self-promotion. Uh, if you do that in order for you to then get a position uh, of authority, you are self-promoting. Now, why are we taking all our time, you know, talking about this? Because we want to try and understand the source of Haman's promotion. Because later on, we begin to see the kind of a person that he was. And we want to know whether it was only the king uh, minus God, whether it was God who promoted him, whether he promoted himself, whether he deceived his way. Because his character then sells him out. You know, then we know, you know, that it is not God. Who is promoting him he is a guy who is self-promoting okay um, what you also find sometimes men can can promote you right men men can promote you men minus god can promote you um remember that story john chapter number six verse 15 john 6 verse 15 the bible says therefore when jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force 
to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. So Jesus saw, he perceived that men wanted to promote him. Men can promote you minus God. Men can promote you. So sometimes before you testify of the goodness of the Lord, you need to know the source of your promotion. Is it the Lord who is promoting you or you are self-promoting? Or maybe it is men promoting you. Or maybe it is God actually lifting you up. So they wanted to make Jesus king. Why? Because he had performed miracles. They wanted to make Jesus king. Why? Because he had healed their sick. He had given them food. Given them food. And they felt this is the right guy to be king over us. We want to promote him. If you are put on top by man, the same man who set you on top can pull you down any, any minute. So we, we cannot have our confidence uh, in the promotion that we get from man because we will be disappointed when the same man pull us down. You know, Jeremiah says, Cursed is the man who trusts in man, but blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. So if you trust in man, you know, the Bible calls you cursed. If you depend on man, the Bible calls you because the end of all that is going to be frustration it's going to be disappointment because it happens when you are promoted by man so they wanted to make Jesus king and he knew that his promotion was not going to come from man God can use man right God can work through man but remember it is God working through man and there are times when men work on their own and if you're not careful, you may see or you may think it is God setting you on top when actually it is not him. It is men setting you on top. Why? Because they are getting bread. Why? Because they are getting uh, food. Why? Because they are getting miracles. They are not doing that because they understand your assignment. Uh, they didn't understand who Jesus was. You know, later on, Jesus says, who do men say that I am? And they say, some say you are Elijah, some say you are one of the prophets, some say you are Isaiah, some say you are Jeremiah. And then he says, but who do you say that I, the son of man, am? Are you seeing the kind of people who want to promote Jesus? It's people who don't even know his identity. The people who don't even know his assignment, they cannot even define his assignment. And these are people who are trying to promote him. And Jesus ran away, not because the, the title was not lucrative, not because the position was not something that we probably wanted, but it was position that was going to come before the accomplishment of his assignment. So men can promote you. All right. So I wrote here, promotion is not always a sign that God is present. Promotion is not always a sign that God is present. Sometimes promotion is a sign that the devil is present and he wants to destroy you. Therefore, he can then bring the promotion and say, you know, we want you to be king so that you forget who you are, so that Jesus forgets that he needs to go to the cross, so that Jesus arrives before even fulfilling his, you know, his assignment. So men can deceive you and men can promote you. So every time there is a promotion, it does not necessarily mean that that promotion is um, God-inspired or it's also coming because God is present. Arochia, fools can make it to the top. All right, fools can make it to the top. Fools can also make it to the top. The Bible talks of a man by the name Nabal. You know, he was a rich man. Uh, the guy was wealthy. He had gotten to the top. You know, in the society, he had made it right to the top, the richest man in the land. But he was a fool. 
which means fools can make it to the top. You don't only need the wisdom of God to make money. You can actually use the wisdom of this world. Jesus says that the, the children of this world, the children of darkness, they are wiser, they are smarter than the children of light. He is not saying that they have the wisdom of God, but he said at the realm of men, they are able to make decisions that are actually are better than some of the decisions that are made by believers. So wisdom is twofold. There is the wisdom that comes from the Lord. That the Bible says in the book of James, it is first pure. The wisdom from God is first pure. And the wisdom from the realm of man is sensual. It is of the five senses. It, it is what makes sense to the five senses. What makes sense to people around you. But it's not necessarily the wisdom of God. So fools can make it to the top. Not everybody who is at the top is wise. So you cannot just seek counsel from people because they are at the top. Okay? And, and seek their audience. Sit down with them and get counsel from them. Because it can be a foolish man at the top. And what, you, what will be passed on to you will be foolishness. Alright? So fools can also make it to the top. That is on 1 Samuel chapter number 25 on verse number 2. Alright? So, who is Haman? Now, I want you to get this because this is very important. Because every time promotion takes place, you are not only promoting the person. It's not the person who is receiving a title. But whenever promotion takes place, it's actually the views, the character, the opinions of that particular person that are being promoted. So, you are not only giving Dan a position but you are giving what I believe, you are giving my character, you are giving my opinions, and you are giving my views uh, a position of authority. So when a person is at the top, when they speak, they are heard. So if their views are wrong and they are corrupt, and their views are not in line with the word of God, what is going to happen? You have actually promoted the views of that person. So when, when presidents are set in office, and we vote for them, they come into office, we, we actually putting their character out there. And when their character begin to manifest, we cry foul. But we actually promoted their character, we promoted their views, we promoted what they stand for. So promotion is not only about giving a person a title or giving a person a position, but you're actually giving his views, his character, and his um, mindset a place of honor praise god i hope you are hearing this and i hope it's becoming clear because when haman was set on top it was what he represented the kind of a person that he was that was set on top by the king how did he get there i want to believe that probably haman used deception that's what i want to believe why because his character would disqualify him from being promoted by God. His views would qualify him from being promoted by God. What he stood for, he was against God's people. It did not in any way point to the very fact that God would say, I have got a man after my heart that I want to promote, and this is Haman. So God was not in the promotion of Haman because of his character, because of his views, and because of his opinions and his um, mindset God was not in his promotion probably man okay probably man or he deceived his way up the ladder 
until he got right there at the top. How do people do that? People will show the king the bright side. People will, will do stuff. You know when you are doing things to be seen by men and you're always present, uh, you, 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 you're putting on a show. Uh, that's why God says, they say to me, Lord, Lord, but their hearts are far from me. Which means you can actually put a very good show that can earn you a place of authority. You can act your way up. Okay? Uh, what I'm talking about here, it's not new. You know it. People can come to you, whether you're a manager at your work or you're a pastor, they're always updating you, they're always telling you stuff, they're always, not because that is what is in them, but they're trying to buy their ticket up the ladder. What are you doing to try and buy a ticket up the ladder? There is a way that men uses to get themselves promotion, but there is a God-ordained way to get promotion. We're going to get into that quickly. Uh, there is a God-ordained way of getting promotion. And what is it? It is through serving. God promotes those who serve. The Bible says, He gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. You know, who are the proud? The proud are those who always want to put their names at the top. Those who feel, you know, they are, if it is decisions, they are the brightest, they are the better. They want to do everything to be seen. They always present themselves as these awesome or this awesome person that should always be considered. And if they are left out, they feel frustrated, they feel angry, they feel like the decision that has been made is wrong. You know, why did they promote so-and-so uh, in my workplace? I should have been the one promoted. And they can actually come, you know, uh, to church, to the men of God with a request, Pastor, they should have promoted me. I was the right guy for the promotion. The question is, what makes you think you were the right guy for the, prom for the promotion? If you were serving, were you serving to be seen by men, or you were serving as unto the Lord? Who were you serving? Were you serving the Lord or you were serving the man? You need to serve the Lord through the man, not serve the man, because you can serve the man and not serve God. But there is no way you cannot serve God if you're serving His, um, you know, His people, the God-ordained people. Praise God. I hope you're still flowing with me uh, because this is, this is important. I'm back. I know my messages are not very exciting, but that's what you need to hear. Okay, they are not exciting. They are, they, are, they, are, they are what you need to hear in order for you to make a difference in this life and also in order for you and me to reflect the character of the God that we have received. It's one thing, you know, to talk about it when it is in our spirit, but it's another thing to leave it out. We need to go beyond talking about it and we say, how do we reconcile what is in our spirits with what is in our soul so that it manifests in our body? The formula can be wrong. We don't want to get the formula wrong. We want to get the formula right because we are ambassadors of Christ. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now listen to what the Bible says now. Let's go back to Esther chapter number 1 verse, uh, chapter number 3 verse 1 and 2. After this thing, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman. And the Bible says, advanced him and set him above all the princes who were with him. Who was this guy Haman? Right? And then he says, and all the king's servants who were within the king's gate bowed and paid homage to Haman. Why did they bow down? Why did they pay homage to Haman? Listen, because this is what is important. For so the king had commanded concerning him. 
Okay, people are not doing it because a Haman deserves. No, people are not doing it because there is something in Haman's character that is calling for them to honor him. But it was because it was demanded and commanded concerning him. It is not coming from the hearts of the people. It is coming because of an instruction that has been given. If we are to remove the command, if we are to remove the instruction, who will honor Haman? Who will bow down before Haman? If we are to remove the title, you know, I taught a couple of years ago, can you lead without a title? If it is difficult for you to lead without a title, then you are not a leader. If you need the title in order for people to hear you, then you don't have a word. If you want, you know, the, the title preacher in order for you to preach the gospel, then you don't have an assignment. Because when you have an assignment and when you have, uh, you know, a ministry that God has given you, it goes beyond title. You can change titles, call yourself prophet, call yourself apostle, and come tomorrow you are now archbishop, and come the following day you are now bishop, and come you are now general overseer, whatever you call it. If you carry nothing, you carry nothing. With your title, you carry nothing. And, 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 and people will bow down before you and, and, and pay homage to you and respect you, not because you were promoted by God, but because you self-promoted. You promoted yourself or you deceived your way up the ladder. And probably fools set you up to positions of authority and you found yourself there, but it does not mean the presence of God. Praise God. Because it was commanded, that's why they bowed down. If it is not commanded, who listens to you? Who will listen to you? Okay? If it is not commanded, if you don't go by the title, who is going to sit down and say, well, your opinion, I take it. You are a person worth following. Your character is worth you know, following. Who will listen to you? I want you to ask yourself this question. Titles aside, positions aside, even age aside, because some people are listened to because they are old, not because they have sense in what they say. They are just, the, the age commands it. Okay? Okay? Praise God. The age commands, so it's no longer another person commanding, the king commanding, but age commands that we sit down and listen. But the, the truth of the matter is, do you have something that when you speak, people will listen to you? Do you speak wisdom, the wisdom of God? Or people have to be forced. You know, I, I, I just didn't get this. When I was reading this, it really baffled my mind that if a man has been given a position, why would the king then come and then command it? Right? It's because people didn't value him. People didn't respect him because he was not worth respecting. And, and people just saw him as this Haman because his character did not reveal uh, you know, his relationship with God, I don't even think he had one. His character did not command respect. Therefore, the king had to write a decree and command everybody must bow down. And next week we'll be talking about Mordecai. Mordecai said, I will not bow down to a man who has promoted himself, to a man who has not been appointed by God. Because bowing down before Haman simply means bowing down before his views, bowing down before his mindset, bowing down before his character. So it's not just bowing down before the office and the position, but you're actually subjecting yourself to uh, the man's 
way of thinking, beliefs and views. Okay. All right, I hope you are still with me. I hope you're still following. So I wrote here, those promoted by God will not need people come and command praise. Okay, so if you are promoted by God, you don't need another one to come and say, please follow him, please follow him, please follow him, because the God who promoted you will cause those people to praise you. You will cause those people to come and serve you. So why is it it was demanded? Because obviously, Haman was not promoted as a result of his service, but because of his trickery. We can deduce this. It's not written if, in case you want to try and find a verse which says Haman was promoted because he deceived. You won't find it. But we can make that conclusion based on the man that he was. Okay? Matthew chapter number 20, verse 25 to 26. Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 to 26. But Jesus called them to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. What do the rulers of the Gentiles do? They lord it over them. And those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. This is the order of God. It shall not be so among you. You will not have as it is in the world, in the case of Haman, where the rulers of this world, they lord it over them, they force it on them, they command it of them, they, they, they give directives in order for it to happen. But in this case, it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same. Verse 26, Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become great, promoted, advanced, uplifted among you, let him be your servant. The one who wants to rise the God way must serve. Mm. The one who wants to climb the leader, I mean the ladder of success, he must serve. And when you serve, what is going to happen when you serve? People will respect you and honor you because you serve. Serving gets you out of your comfort zone. And a lot of people don't want that. But I keep coming back again and again because Jesus said, if I have served, who are you not to serve? Because the servant uh, is not greater than the master, that the student is not greater than the teacher. We need a culture in our church. We need a culture in the body of Christ of people whose mind and the heart is set on serving. How can I be a blessing to you? How can I serve you? What can I do to serve the ministry? What can I do to serve the body of Christ? We are not called to sit back and relax and just give our money and that's it. And just type Amen. No, we are called to be a blessing to each other. Each and every one of us possesses in our spirits, possesses in our lives gifts and talents that God has given us that we need to use in order for us to be a blessing to God's people. And when we do that, then it will not be commanded that people should respect us. You know, if you complain, well, people don't respect me, I'm a leader and people don't respect me, you know, they don't respect you because you're not worth respecting. Mm. <laughs> well, you find the rebellious, they'll always be there. Those who rebel, those who not listen, well, there's an exception. 
but the duty of every child of God, not even a leader, of every follower of Jesus, every believer in the Lord, is for us to serve, for us to live the life of Christ. And when we do that, what happens? He says, then you become the greatest. When you serve, imagine if a Haman was the serving type and you would serve, you would not be going and walking to the palace and checking who is going to bow and who is not bowing, who is not and who is not. And, and I, I think he went to the king and said, well, they are not respecting me, they are not bowing down, command it so that they begin to bow down. Look, if you want respect, you need to begin to serve. You need to begin to serve with all your heart at your workplace. I'm not even talking only about spiritual things and church things. I'm saying at your workplace, how do you serve? Do you serve your company with excellence? Or are you just a man passing by? Do you serve that business that you have received from the Lord with all your heart? Or you are just a person who is just passing by? As long as my salary is getting in, I don't really care about a lot of things. As long as I'm getting money, I don't really care about a lot of things. As long as I get a paycheck at the end of the month and I've got an office and you still come and say, Pastor, I need a promotion. I believe God that you know God will raise me up. They are overlooking me. I've been in the company for 20 years and I believe that I've got spirits that follow the bloodline. That's why, look, if you are to make it to the top, you have to learn to serve. You have to learn to get your hands dirty. You have to learn to get that broom and begin to sweep. You cannot serve with a suit on. You cannot serve with hands in the pocket. You have to step out and you have to sweat. You have to step out and you have to get out of your comfort zone and begin to do what you need to do as Jesus was doing. Acts chapter number 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about what was he doing he was serving he went about he was not saying well I'm here everybody come to me he is the one who went about he is the one who was working when he met Zacchaeus he was on his way when uh, the blind but me has cried out he was on his way when he uh, met the Samaritan woman he was on his way he was not stuck and yet his office is somewhere in the high buildings of Jerusalem, you know, uh, his office is there and says, well, if you need help, you know where to find me. No, he was going about doing good. He was doing good, not demanding that people respect him, not demanding that people bow down before him. If, you know, Jesus did not call, you know, with, with a loudspeaker, imagine Jesus, I think Peter could have been a very, very good candidate for that post. Uh, with a loudspeaker and say, here is the Messiah, bow down before him. Here is the man who has come to, to deliver you, bow down before him. He didn't do that. Actually, when he healed the sick, and he would say, don't tell anybody. And he continued to serve. So God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went about. What keeps you locked out in one place and you don't want to go about and you don't want to mingle and, and be a blessing to others? It's called pride. And that pride will then generate into what's called self-promotion. You want to self-promote. Right? When promotion is delaying, you want to self-promote. This is good. Esther is back. And I'm back giving you nothing else but the undiluted word of God. Look, how about we all compete to be a blessing to each other? 
How about we all compete to serve each other with a good heart, with a serving spirit? And the Bible says here, whoever wants to be great among you, let him be your servant. All right? 1 Peter chapter number 5, verse 2 to 3. 1 Peter chapter, number, chapter 5, verse 2 to 3. It says, Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving, okay? Serving as overseers, serving, ministering, serving, not just holding titles, but serving as overseers. Not by compulsion, but willingly. Not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Nor as being lords, this is the part that I want, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. So what is the responsibility of those in leadership? Is for us to be examples. What is the responsibility of a Haman? If Haman is sitting in a high office, he is supposed to be an example. But instead, Haman was the opposite. Haman wanted to make sure that everyone was bowing down. Feel me. I am the man at the top. As long as I'm here, you have to do it my way and no other way. It has to go my direction and no other direction. I am the man. Hear me. I'll give the final word. Alright? It's no longer Jehovah has the final say. Yes, I, I have the final say. Bow down. Pay homage to me respect me and you'll be tossing everybody around everybody around even those with uh, who are older than your parents you can just toss them around why because i'm the man up there you must feel my authority how about we serve how about we serve how about we, we step out of our places of comfort and we serve and when we serve what happens Promotion will come from the Lord because He gives grace to the humble. He exalts the humble. And those who are proud, He pulls them down. It is God who actually pulls them down. In case you think God cannot do it, God pulls other people down and God raises other people down. So if you see a man on top who is promoted and they are not serving, they don't have a seven heart, they are bossy, they are controlling, they want respect, they want, they want you know, to be felt. You have to know that you have found a man who was not promoted by God. It doesn't matter the title that they have. It doesn't matter what they have built, the empire that they have built. It doesn't matter the success. I've, you know, I, 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 I had another guy, I went to his church with him. He was prophet, like I'm, I, I'm putting everything in course. He was prophet. So, uh, he, he preached and after he preached then he had a microphone in his hand and and then he just drops the microphone just like that and off he walks and I'm like what are you doing he says don't you know this like what I don't know this <laughs> like yeah yeah you know it's just it's, it's called dropping the mic so when I finished preaching then I drop the mic and and I see these people you know the members of the church they are running the men of God in. and I'm like we don't do this. The God that we serve was not like this. Jesus was never like this. He was compassionate. He was a servant of the people. He washed the feet of his disciples. How about we have got believers with towels on? A lot of churches they have the you know the the, 
the feed washing service okay and they actually come literally and the pastors during that time uh, they, they they wash the feet of the saints to fulfill uh, what Jesus did that's not what Je that's not the example that Jesus gave us the example is safe okay you come you come with your dish and you know you put on a show with cameras on photographers are all there ready and they're taking you photos while you're washing people's feet then after that for the next 364 days in the year they are busy washing your feet okay so you do it once for the cameras the rest of the time they are washing your feet they are honoring you they're putting the red carpet for you how about we make it the other way around and we put those who are in leadership we lay down the carpet for the people we are a blessing to them we serve we visit them we see them at one point i i pastored a church and people were complaining that uh, you know the leaders don't visit us and all that then i put the same people in leadership i thought they were going to you know do their best and begin to visit people um, you know they were seeing mistakes in what we were doing i thought they were going to do the right thing they never did they never did you see you see what is happening people want to be saved but who is going to serve who is going to be a blessing to other people who is you want to be ministered to who is going to minister to your neighbor you want people to love you who is going to love your neighbor imagine if we've got a church i always say imagine we've got a church of people who want to be saved and no one is prepared to serve will have a problem the Haman problem whoever is at the top will command and will, will want everybody to bow down and honor me respect me because now i made it to the top that's why in our church we don't have elders we don't have deacons we don't have these titles um why because we will see the elders by what they do we know the leaders in our church not by their titles we know the leaders by what they do we have got leaders that do not have titles and those the lord will honor and those the lord will promote my encouragement to you is that you should not self-promote because those who promote themselves they will demand respect from people and how do you know that probably where you are you set yourself up there when you are demanding their respect, when you are demanding that they pay homage, when they are demanding, they are not respecting me, I am the man of God, they are not respecting me, I am the leader, they are not respecting me, they are not hearing me. Hear us first. Hear the people that you lead first and everything else will fall into place. I hope this was a blessing to you. I know not the most exciting messages, but it is the message that you need. Okay? It is, it is me saving you by giving you what you need, not what you want. But uh, so that at least you put a smile on your face, your past, your present, <laughs> and your future sins are all forgiven. Destined for greatness. Well, I can come next week and tell you that, well, I see you going up and I see you going higher and higher and higher. But imagine going higher and higher with a character that does not reveal Jesus. What is going to happen? Are we going to have followers? Will people follow you? Because Jesus says, unless a corn of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. When those men came and said, say, we want to see Jesus. Can people see Jesus in you? Or they only see Jesus in your spirit and not Jesus on your flesh and not Jesus on the outside. My prayer and my desire is that we build an army of God, a body of Christ, a family of God, with people who are truly serving to fulfill the words of Jesus that 
no student is greater than the teacher and no servant is greater than the master i hope this was a blessing to you let's meet next week same time as we continue with the esther series and the title for next week if nothing changes will be i will not bow down i will not bow down you are blessed and we love you god bless you